What's going on, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. What's going on, guys? So as promised in my previous podcast episode, um, I will be doing a quick little recap of NFL free agency. Now, I'm not going to talk about every single player because I'm, I'm not like Google. I don't have this, like vast knowledge of every single player ever in the NFL. But I will be doing my best to cover most of the, the big headlines um, of the NFL free agency. And if I missed anything, send me a message. Let me know. Because I probably did, let's be real. But all right, so to kick off NFL free agency, see, now this is something I didn't expect happening at all. Um, so we're going to start off with the DeAndre Hopkins trade. So the Houston's Texans, the, but, but, did I say Houston's, like plural, like there's more than one. Anyways, um, <laughs> so the Houston Texans traded away DeAndre Hopkins. Um, for essentially David Johnson, there was an exchange of picks, but I'm not going to dive into that because that's not really relevant at the moment. But David Johnson now on the Houston Texans, DeAndre Hopkins now on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, this to me just, it really didn't make sense why the Texans would pull the trigger. It makes a lot of sense why the Cardinals would want to do something like this because I mean, why not? You know, I mean, like they're getting the best one of, if not, which I think is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, so it really just doesn't, it really doesn't make that much sense to me. Uh, look, David Johnson. Now I, he's still young. Um, he's had like, I was, I think he had like a wrist injury before. Um, and he's been kind of battled back from that, but he, everyone knows him for the 2016. I think he probably could have won the NFL MVP award. Uh, but you know, currently he hasn't had in a thousand, he hasn't had a thousand yards rushing since 2016. Uh, I mean, granted, this was not completely his fault, but I mean, regardless, uh, Johnson isn't even a top 10 running back, right? But Hopkins, I think, is the best wide receiver on the planet. You just don't make trades like this. Uh, it just it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And look, and that what's the most bewildering part about this whole trade is that DeAndre Hopkins is signed for a few more seasons. So it would make a little bit more sense if DeAndre Hopkins was pretty open about not re-signing with the Houston Texans. And he was just, and you know, they were trying to get some sort of value back and this was the best that they could get, but it really didn't make that much sense to me because if they really needed a running back, it would have made a lot more sense for them to just, you know, move some contracts around and try to sign someone like Melvin Gordon. And then you have Melvin Gordon and DeAndre Hopkins, um, on the same offense, which that you know that could that could cause some problems, but it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, I mentioned briefly that you know D- David Johnson, you know he hasn't been he's been you know kind of a subpar player, especially last season. Um, and when he didn't rush for a, a thousand yards, he, he ran for nine forty. Uh, granted, the Cardinals were are a pass heavy um, offense now, so it doesn't make a lot of sense for them to keep someone like David Johnson. Um, they probably would just they could you know honestly it would have made a lot of sense for the Cardinals to get someone like uh, Austin Eckler who's a really good pass catching back out of the backfield, but I'll try try saying that ten times fast pass catching back to, yeah anyways um <laughs> but it look like I said it's not completely David Johnson's fault the Cardinals offensive line really is not <laughs> ideal um so. Again, it's it's not completely his fault. So, I mean, the Texans have a better offensive line, although they don't have like one of the best offensive lines. 
But look, and I also heard that they were, you know, this was they could never, they couldn't afford DeAndre Hopkins uh, because they needed to sign back Tunsil and needed to re-sign um, Deshaun Watson, which you know Deshaun Watson had a gr- had great chemistry with DeAndre Hopkins. There's a lot of names in this episode that start with D, so it's as, <laughs> it's getting kind of confusing or hard to kind of say sometimes, like a it's like a tongue twister. But um, yeah, so look, the Texans were having some troubles. Uh, I guess, or they, they they thought about having troubles signing back, uh, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson, who Deshaun Watson has the most overwhelming impact. And I mean, I just don't, and look, I, I understand, look, where they're coming from, I, I understand it. You know, you have to get an offensive line and a quarterback to start, right? And then you kind of build a team upwards from there. But, and look, and the issue isn't as much trading DeAndre Hopkins, right? Because you could at least justify this. With, okay, we need to sign back other players and we need a more well-rounded team, blah, blah, blah. Um, I could kind of get behind that. But what I think what most people are upset about is just the value that they got back for him. I mean, they didn't even get back a top 10 running back um, for the best wide receiver in the league. And I, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why not, if you're going <laughs> to trade, I mean, why not do a trade for... And also, also the Houston Texans already have Lamar Miller. And granted, Lamar Miller isn't the best running back, but I don't think David Johnson is that much better. I mean, he's clearly better than Lamar Miller, but I don't think he's too much of an upgrade for what you had to give up. It just, it, to me, doesn't make any sense. But look, if if the Texans were going were gonna to trade him, they didn't even get a first-round pick back, right? I mean, <laughs> they just didn't get much back. I mean, why not get... An offensive lineman, right? Why not get a stud of a defensive end or a stud defensive defensive lineman or a shutdown cornerback? Get something back, right? I mean, you have to figure. I mean, <laughs> this is this is one of the top players in the league right now. Um, and some people were saying even a potential MVP candidate because he was playing so well and his stats were out of this world. Um, now, now that we've discussed that, now that I've complained enough and I've talked your ear off, now let's discuss uh how deandre hopkins is going to fit with the arizona cardinals um i think this is a good you know for the, for obviously for arizona this is an absolute steal this was this is highway robbery this is this is pretty good stuff for arizona um look arizona is doing their best doing what doing what every team does when they draft a young quarterback with a lot of promise now kyler murray's numbers weren't bad last year they were not bad. I mean, they, they weren't like the craziest numbers, but they weren't bad. They were numbers you can work with. Um, and this is an air raid offense. So Kyler Murray's throwing the ball like 40 plus times a game. So DeAndre Hopkins, also DeAndre Hopkins would be an excellent person, amount, even, even if he wasn't on the Cardinals, an excellent person to draft in fantasy football because he is going to get the ball a ton. But yet, look, with, um, with, with the Cardinals air raid offense, I think he's going to fit in really well. Now, there's, there's one thing, too, and I was talking to Caesar about this, who who also, might I mention, um, has a podcast of his own, a sports podcast specializing in football. So if you guys like stuff like this, make sure to check that out, too. It's I believe it's called Mind of Mags. And and it's so mind of spelled normally and then Mags, M-A-G-Z. So make sure to check that out. Um I have like I've had him on my on my podcast I think once before. I mean, the dude just really understands football. He's a football coach, so hearing his perspective about stuff. Um, so if you want a more in depth look about some of this stuff, definitely give that a look. And maybe we'll do a collab soon. We'll see. Um, but anyways, 
what I was talking to Caesar about is, look, so I, I get it. Look, it's exciting to have DeAndre Hopkins there. And the first thing people do when any team, so we, saw this, we saw this with the Buccaneers, is when you get any good player on a team for the first time, it's like they always try to act like it's a super team all of a sudden. And people were just saying ridiculous stuff like, oh, um, you know, double trouble, Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know how they're going to cover both. I mean, let's just stop it. Right. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, like, like, look, Larry Fitzgerald, one of the best wide receivers of all time, an absolute stud. I think we can all agree on that. But to say, like, you know, they're going to be a tag team duo. No, I mean, I think Christian Kirk has a better chance of having his number spike up. Um, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, he, he's 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 a good player. Stand up guy. Uh, wish he would have won. Wish he could have won a ring. But. Yeah, to say that he's gonna it's double trouble to me just it doesn't make any sense but anyways uh yeah the texans seemingly hurt themselves for no reason out of nowhere they're self-imploding like the death star so i hope the texans um don't really the texans can't be making moves like this especially with segue into the other free agency thing i want to talk about is look the texans can't be making this these kinds of moves when philip rivers is coming to the colts right i mean this now now the colts mean business okay so philip rivers signing with the indianapolis colts um look the colts they they had a really rough year last year i mean look they salvaged what they could jacoby Brissett did what he could but it really takes the wind out of your sails when you have, you know, one of the top five quarterbacks and you know in his prime, just stop playing football for you. And it's just one of those situations we don't see a lot. I'm not going to get too much into that, but it's a tough. It's it's definitely a morale morale killer. You know, it's one of the team captains, been on the team for a while. Seems like a stand up dude, very smart. Everyone seemed to like him. So when you have your captain sort of step away from the team, um, even though the rest of the team was, you know, still pre- is a pretty solid team still. It, it really, like I said, it, it really hurts, and it, you know, it was tough for the Colts, and I think that the Colts, after that, they never really recovered from it, and now you have someone like Philip Rivers stepping in. Now, Philip Rivers, um, this is going to be very exciting to watch because Philip Rivers is finally going to have an offensive line, which now with like any Chargers team ever, they they can never stay healthy, and the offensive line was clearly no exception, so. There were some games, you know, where just he had he did not have that much help. But this year, Philip Rivers has an excellent offensive line. Um, he has a pretty good defense, and he's in a much much easier division. His his number one threat in the division has to be the Texans, right? The Texans have run that division for a while, except for maybe that one year when the the, the Jaguars were really good. But the Texans have run that division for a very long time. Now, <laughs> would you rather go up against the Texans? Or the Chiefs, right? I mean, it's just it's a no brainer. So I think I think the Colts, um, as of right now, especially with the DeAndre Hopkins list Texans, I, I think they have a sure. I, I think they're a, an easy pick to get into the playoffs this upcoming year. Um, and to be honest, look, I thought the Colts were going to be a really good fit for Tom Brady. It would have made a lot of sense for Tom Brady to go over there. Look, he's already familiar with the AFC. Um, like I said, excellent offensive line, not too bad, uh, skill position players either. And you know, that they have, uh, who do they have? They have Hilton, they have, uh, they have Ebron. Um, so they don't really, I can't, I don't really think they have a dominant running back. I could be totally wrong, but as far as I remember, they don't have a dominant running back, but anyways, um, yeah. So Philip Rivers of the Colts, I think it's a really good fit. 
Um, I personally, and uh, people aren't going to be aren't going to be too crazy about this. I would have liked to see Philip Rivers sign with the Patriots because I think that would have been a really really good fit. They're already used to having like elderly people play quarterback for them, so it would have been a good transition. And also, it's like it, it's a perfect, it's a dream, it's a dream scenario, right? Any quarterback that's a free agent. Any quarterback was probably dying to play for the Patriots. And this is what – and I mentioned – I talked about this a lot in my previous episode. But the Patriots have the dream scenario for a for a quarterback, right? A stellar offensive line, a, the best defense in the league, the best coach arguably ever, and the easiest division, right? I mean the, the only thing that the Patriots don't really have that much are skill position players. But I mean – Still, though, I mean, you you could if you have a good quarterback, you could work with whatever they give you. Um, so, to me, I'm really surprised. I would have loved to see Philip Rivers um, go to the Patriots. I would really like to see Philip Rivers win a Super Bowl ring, but that's going to be on the list of things that are never going to happen. Um, now, like I said, Philip Rivers going to the Colts. I think it's a very good fit. I think Philip Rivers. Um, I mean, he's getting paid twenty five million dollars, which is probably important because the dude has like nine nine kids ten kids there were like some funny memes going on it was pretty funny uh they it was something like because with the you know the, the quarantine rule they don't want groups more of more than 10 uh gatherings so they it was like it was like that meme of uh i don't know if you guys watched the office but it was the office meme where it's like the the mexican standoff where they're all pointing the guns to each other and it was like philip rivers kids right now <laughs> i thought that was kind of funny but anyways um like i said look Philip Rivers is a very, very good fit for the Colts, um, but realistically, it, you know, they, can they make the playoffs? Absolutely. Can they win the division? Absolutely. Um, but I do not think that the Colts have enough firepower to compete with the big dogs of the AFC. Right? I don't think they can compete with the Ravens, and I sure for hell don't don't believe they can compete with the Chiefs. I mean, those teams are just out of their league. Look, the Colts are a fun, a fun little, cute little team to think about. Um, but in terms of being a legitimate contender, no. But making the playoffs, yeah, I could definitely see them doing that. But just being a th- like a legitimate threat for the Super Bowl, I just I can't see that. And we still have to see what happens with the Patriots, who they're going to get to fill a quarterback spot. So there is a lot of moving pieces going on in the AFC right now. Okay, so another big well, now this isn't a player that's really signed yet, but this is a player that. I think it's been intriguing a lot of people. And this is a player that I think is really undervalued. Um, and that player is Melvin Gordon. I think Melvin Gordon is, I think he's a pretty, I think he's a solid running back still. Uh, he's very explosive. And I really, it sounds weird, but it's, it seems like at times he really wasn't given a fair shake with the Chargers. As mentioned earlier, the Chargers have had, he, their offensive line has been decimated by injuries, which has a direct effect on the running back. So, What's the latest scoop on Melvin Gordon? Uh, they're saying the Broncos are the favorites right now, which to me, I don't... If, if you're Melvin Gordon, it wouldn't make too much sense to sign with the Broncos because they already have Philip Lindsay and they already have, I think, Freeman, Royce Freeman, his other running back. And if, I, and if I'm totally off on that, that's very embarrassing. But so... If you're Melvin Gordon, I, I'm assuming you want to go to a place where there's no competition, right? Yeah, you could be the number one clear cut, clear cut running back. Um, and now, even if he is the quote unquote number one running back in Denver, they're still going to use Philip Lindsay to you know as a pass catching running back, a little thunder lightning sort of thing. Um, so it just doesn't make the most sense to me that he would sign with with the Broncos, especially because I don't know, maybe they're they're not the 
the best team and they're still in a rebuild and there's so many moving pieces and you don't really know which side of the ball they're rebuilding at the moment. Because most times when a team's rebuilding, they're either rebuilding the offense or the defense. And you can tell, right? You, you could tell, you know, for example, the Cardinals are rebuilding their offense, right? They're getting offensive linemen, they're getting DeAndre Hopkins, and they're building around Kyler Murray. The, the Broncos were not really sure what's going on over there. But um, now an interesting thing. Now, I, now I think the I think that Melvin Gordon would be a very good fit on teams. Now I don't know the exact cap space of these teams, but I'm assuming that it wouldn't be very realistic, given um, given that they're not really in any of the rumors. But I think he'd be a really good fit on the Patriots. Um, I think he would be a very good fit on a team like the Seahawks, who haven't had a dominant running back. I mean, they were so desperate for a running back, they brought back Marshawn Lynch, who's like a thousand years old. So. It, it that to me doesn't make any sense. Uh, why? I'm well, no, sorry. That makes <laughs> I misspoke. That to me makes the most sense. Um, and so the another another interesting theory too with Melvin Gordon is that Melvin Gordon would sign. Or actually, now there's two. Now that I think about it, I think he would be another good fit on the on the Colts because right now I don't think the Colts have a solid running back. Um, or maybe the 49ers don't have a solid running back. Anyways, the Colts theory would be kind of cool because he'd be he'd be joining uh, Philip Rivers again. But I think the team that would be really interesting if he signed with now this is starting to gain a little bit more traction. Now this is I guess the Tom Brady effect would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now the, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that gives Tom Brady a little bit more to work with. Now, granted, I Tom Brady for Tom for the Buccaneers, even with Tom Brady to be a serious threat. Um, they're going to need a lot of help, like a lot of help. So this doesn't necessarily mean they have like a squad, but it does, it does make things a little interesting. Now hear me out. So you have Tom Brady at quarterback, OJ Howard at tight end, and you have Melvin Gordon at running back, Mike Evans at wide receiver. Now these are some, these are some pieces that we can work with. Um, and then maybe just maybe, you know, gives, gives Tom Brady a little bit of help. Now, granted, Tom Brady doesn't even really need that much help because Tom Brady is Tom Brady and he's been throwing the ball to like ex former lacrosse players and quarterbacks that weren't even drafted as a, as a wide receiver. So anyways, I think they can make that work. I think that'd be really interesting. That was an idea I didn't even think about, but again, a lot, a lot. They need a lot more help in Tampa Bay than Melvin Gordon. But it'd be really interesting to see where they sign, where Melvin Gordon signs. Um, now, this this, this ne- would never happen. I'd love to see the Rams get somehow get rid of Todd Gurley, be, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Well, I can talk about it right now. Um, so I, I think Melvin Gordon would be a cool fit for the Rams. I mean, we do not have the cap space at all to sign someone like him, so this would th- th- this would never happen. But it would be a cool fit and. Here's the thing, and, I, and I've, I think I've talked about Todd Gurley a bunch on this podcast too, is that Todd Gurley, it's not – he has arthritis with his knees. And the issue is that even if you if you tear like your ACL, which Todd Gurley actually did tear his ACL, but if you tear your ACL or you break a bone or something like that, there's ways to rehab it and there's ways to sort of lessen, lessen your pain on a day-to-day or day-to-day operations, I guess. Um, and the issue is – that with arthritis is just one of those issues that just it lingers, you know. And right now, currently, I mean, I I hope I'm wrong about this. I really hope I'm wrong. Um, is that you know, he's not really physically capable of doing his job at running back. He's just he's not. He's not as explosive. He can't move around as well. Um, and that's really sad to see. So, 
it's it, you know I think I think Todd look if you can't play running back and he's not healthy again not his fault I don't blame him for signing the contract you know a lot of people are mad at him for signing that money but like why would you say no to to that much money that's absolutely ridiculous so um it, it would make a lot of sense for us to to try and trade him um we'd have a year of the you know dead dead cap space but then the following year we would have a ton of cap space and look there's a, there's Todd Gurley needs to go and Brandon Cooks needs to go right and Brandon Cooks is just I I don't even think he should be allowed to play football anymore because he's had an insane amount of concussions um he probably has CTE and it's just I really genuinely do not think it's safe for Brandon Cooks to play football. And on top of it, Brandon Cooks was kind of getting being outshadowed by players like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. And Brandon Cooks, when when healthy, I guess, he's an excellent vertical threat. But the issue is that we have one of the worst deep ball, deep throwing quarterbacks in the in the NFL. And there was some stat. I totally forgot to to look this up, but there was some stat and like Jared Goff is like top five worst um deep ball quarterback in the NFL and they define deep ball by like a pass of like 30 plus yards or 40 plus yards something like that but anyways um so that that's sort of my wish list although I, I think it'd be very unlikely that a team would be willing to take Todd Gurley's contract or Brandon Cook's contract so that, that makes no sense but in other Rams news which you know I have to bring this back to my LA teams you guys know you guys know the drill um so the Rams have you know we we lost a lot of players uh we lost a huge chunk of our defense we lost four players recently. Um, that that's really gonna hurt. You know, we lost Brockers, we lost Michael Brockers, Deontay Fowler, uh, Corey Littleton, and Nikel Rolby Coleman. Um, and this is a really, really big deal. I mean, these were all players that were starters. So we lost four starters on defense. Um, I think it's really gonna hurt not having someone like Michael Brockers because we need someone to pair up with Aaron Donald. We need, you know, we had Ndamukong Sue. Uh, we had Michael Brockers this last year. And to be honest, no, Brockers was, he was okay. I mean, I wasn't really, he wasn't someone that, you know, other teams really feared or anything like that, but he rel- he did his job relatively well. Um, Deontay Fowler, I'm really sad we don't have Deontay Fowler. Um and I know we I, I I'm recording this on airplane mode, so I can't look this up. But I know we recently re, we signed someone from the Bears to to fill in uh, Deontay Fowler's role. But I like Deontay Fowler. I thought he made a lot of big plays. Uh, most notably, he made that that forced not a forced fumble because the pass went through, but that forced pass or he he hit Drew Brees in overtime, the NFC Championship game, to to force a interception. Um, and Deontay Fowler, I really liked him. I really liked Deontay Fowler. He signed. He signed with the um, Atlanta Falcons, and I think they're, they're Atlanta Falcons are just kind of over Vic Beasley. So I think he's going to be a good fit over there. But Deontay Fowler, I think, was very, very underappreciated. He made a lot of plays. Um, I was really hoping we'd be able to sign him, and I thought that out of Deontay Fowler and Corey Littleton, we'd be able to sign one of them, but we didn't. So. And now, now let's get to, to to Corey Littleton. Now, Corey Littleton, he's a very interesting linebacker. He's a very underappreciated linebacker, but he's he's very one sided. Now, Corey Littleton, he's a very very good um, linebacker in terms of coverage. So he he did he actually did a decent job covering players like Rob Gronkowski in the Super Bowl. I mean, everyone remembers that one catch, but still, he didn't he didn't light us up or anything. But, you know, Corey Littleton, he does a good job covering some, some wide receivers, some tight ends. Um, and he made a big difference. He was in one of the best 
coverage linebackers in the league. Now, where Corey Littleton wasn't necessarily dominant for us would be in run stopping. So none of our linebackers were very good run stopping linebackers. And that was the issue. So if Aaron Donald, Brockers, Fowler, whoever else, if they, if they couldn't get to if they couldn't get to the running back, then our linebackers had a very difficult job filling the hole. Um, and Corey Littleton was, again, part of that problem. So it really just depends. And, and I totally, and I, I know I did a terrible job researching for this episode, but um, I forgot exactly where Corey Littleton signed, but I also, I'm not very familiar with the team he signed. I'm not very familiar with their with their defense. So if you already have a, a defense, you have a lot of players that can, that can stop the run. He's sort of like a poor man's Telvin Smith. You know, Telvin Smith is a, incredibly good linebacker um very very fast and is very good in coverage but you know so if you have a lot of players that are very good at stopping the run which telvin smith was he was when he's on the i don't know if he's still in the jaguars but when he was on the jaguars in 2017 when you had fowler and you had campbell and you had all these pieces um you, you could really mask that and you could really have him specialize in doing what he does best now nikhil roby coleman he was okay um i don't know what else to really say about that but listen, we knew this was coming. Now, with, with football, you have a very with, – with the cap and everything, you have a very small window unless you're lucky like, like the Patriots, which that happens once every million years. But every football team has these windows where they, where they can be good and they can be contenders, right? So I think the Rams can still be, can still be good. Um, I don't think we're – as of right now, this very moment, I don't think we're the favorites to come out of the NFC West. There's – I mean, I think I think the, the 49ers are a pretty solid team. Even with losing to Forrest Buckner, I think they're they're still a pretty good team. But there's just there's a lot of moving pieces going on in that uh, on the Rams right now. Look, we don't know how Goff's gonna look coming back. Um, we don't know if we're even gonna have Gurley this upcoming year. So this so this could definitely change. There's like I said, a ton of moving pieces. But as of right now, it's just it's kind of rough to see some of these players let go. But um the Rams did, I guess, on a brighter side. Uh, they did re-sign Austin Blythe starting center, and they re-signed, which I'm not happy with the years, but they re-signed Andrew Whitworth, who's still good, but they re-signed him to a three-year contract, which I think he's like 36, 37. So that is – I don't know how I feel about the length of that um, of that contract. I would have felt much more comfortable with the one year. But look, I I guess the Rams aren't trying to make the same mistake that they made the previous year, which 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 is not giving Goff the protection he needs and letting someone like Roger Saffold go, um, which ended up hurting us or you know biting us in the butt later. So, anyways, a very very NFL free agency, and I'm very sure that this isn't the end of it. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of other, you know, trades and other signings. Like I said, a ton of moving pieces so um we'll do another recap episode hopefully a couple days a few days maybe even sooner because i have nothing to do because there's no sports on or anything like that but anyways so thank you guys so much for listening my name is teddy rackzak this has been ted talk sports